I had yet to make sense of it all. How could there be this many bulls sticking together this late in September? All I could do was lay my faith in the hope that for this final trip in, the dam would burst and bulls would be screaming for cows. We're going to hike in there and I'm going to go row, row, row on the estrus cow call and we'll get run over, I whispered to my friend Ian over garage beers. They'll be in full party mode and we'll have it all to ourselves. Just like my opening weekend here in Nirvana, we encountered rain, rain and more rain. with a traditional longbow and has actually harvested elk with it. Now that is badass. So here we were, the last week of September 2014, enjoying glorious solitude in this hauntingly beautiful outpost, an absolute sanctuary for elk. Bull elk, as in all bull elk and only bull elk. I'd yet to see a single cow. The bulls were still there, but we'd yet to hear a single bugle. Are you wondering what I'm wondering? I asked Ian. I mean, they rub. Is it cause all the rain and they've been eating all these huge weird mushrooms and maybe they're just tripping balls? While driving back to camp on the eve of the last day of the season, a pattern of blonde colored shapes caught my eye far in the distance. A herd of elk covered a timberline bench, wiggling around in my binoculars and fully zoomed camera like maggots. This was the first actual herd of elk I'd seen here all season. And the lone bull accompanying the cows was a doozy. We awoke to yet another soggy morning. Far from ideal, we did not have a rain day in the schedule, as this was the last day of the season. We layered up and made our way toward the area we'd seen the herd the night before. I embraced along the way that there is more to elk hunting than just killing them.
Approaching the area we'd seen the herd in the night before, we spotted elk. Hell yeah, more cows, I rejoiced. We hit the bench and peered through the cover to admire dozens of elk mingling ahead of us, including several mature bulls. Any elk was a shooter for both of us at this point. Ian set up in a cluster of mountain mahogany while I rolled off the edge of the bench to begin a calling sequence that I hoped would pull any of the elk from the perimeter of the herd and into range of Ian's wooden bow. The elk ignored my calls before casually dispersing. The bulls did not bugle back. The cows didn't meow. Nothing. This was something I'd reluctantly accept from heavily pressured Kalshai elk, but not from here in Nirvana on September 30th to boot. An eternal optimist, Ian looked right past the lousy outcome to spot a match set of moose sheds in the brush next to him. We pushed onward tailing scattered elk tracks in soft mud that eventually turned to precise prints in soft snow, then back to mud. Thick fog made us feel stealthy and confident. As we tracked the herd, sets seemed to peel away one by one from the grove of tracks we'd started with and melted into wadded downfall and shattered bits of shale rock. It was like these animals had been summoned to convene the evening before, and now climbed like zombies up this alpine frontier to be lifted away by magnetic banks of drifting fog and vanish without a trace, without a sound. positive vibe and attitude no doubt tempered the frustration I felt in accepting my 10th straight season of empty archery hands. It was a brutal benchmark to hit, but the exploration of new and stunning national lands fueled a sense of satisfaction that balanced my frustration to a degree and relief that at least I hadn't suffered the gutting pump fakes the 2013 season had rung me through. This was just a straight blank. So that was nice. I let the 2014 season roll off my back with perhaps a bit more grace, maybe even a small sense of victory. I just had to consider a trade-off, more or less, that I'd be mule deer hunting these elk should I choose to return in 2015. My name is Brian Husky. Thank you for listening and coming along.